welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this guest episode of the Daring Designers Club podcast. Today we're talking to the lovely Danielle from the full service design studio Function Creative. Danielle is an amazing brand designer who also has many different projects to focus on outside of Function Creative, including her brand planner for business owners and more recently Willow Space, which is just say that again and more recently Willow Space which is a CRM she created with designers in mind. Because of this Danielle is an expert at all things systems especially relating to designers so I'm really excited to chat with her today about how great systems can allow you to raise your design rates. Hello Danielle. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to talk to you about all things systems, all things Willow Space. Um, do you want to just jump in and tell me a little bit about yourself? I know I covered some bits there, but um, yeah, how you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I am a brand designer mainly at my studio, Function Creative. So I've had that running for, I think we're in our eighth year now. So it started as just me and it slowly grew into a bit of a team and developers and other designers. Um, and we are a strategy-driven design studio, so we do a lot of you know brand strategy and working with clients on the foundation of their business, and then we transition into design and execution. Um, and that's where sort of the brand planner came from, which you mentioned, which was great. Um, and that's a basically a DIY approach to brand strategy. So I've been working on that for a while, and then in the past since uh, 2020 started to work on Willow Space, which is a CRM for design, you know, built with design in mind for designers, um, any really service-based business owner. But I've been busy doing that, um, and honestly, outside of work, it sounds like I probably work a whole lot. I try and keep a pretty balanced life, but um, I'm a really big maker at heart too. So I love just like hands-on projects. And my husband and I, who my husband's an engineer, we're always tinkering and we've got a whole bunch of hobbies set up at our house yeah that's amazing I think like any creative we always have to have some sort of project on the go yes 100 (laughs) percent Yeah, and we were saying before we started um, recording that I think we have been at least aware of each other and chatting probably just online for probably a good chunk of those eight years. I think we started around the same time. I think so too, yes. Yeah, it's been so exciting to just watch your business grow and evolve into the different places that it's gone to. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I I would love to speak to you and, and see your experiences on the topic we're talking about today. So your relationship with systems within your business and how they have paired up with pricing as you've moved through yeah it's a it's such a big focus of mine and it has been in at function for pretty much the entire time we've had the studio going um just focusing on client process and just systems to keep things moving along smoothly so 
I'm sure, you know, your designer, all the designers listening know the biggest hangups of projects. And for me, it was always about getting clients from A to B, like, or I guess A to the end of the alphabet Z, but we say Z <laughs> in Canada. Um, but it's the hangups along the way could really put projects off and like keep my, uh, you know, invoices go unpaid because projects aren't done and then you can't find other clients. So I've had a big kind of aha shift to client processes and systems since the earlier days of my studio, which was helpful. And I think, um, it's something that is often overlooked with designers and, and agencies and, uh, freelancers that we all think we need to like market ourselves really heavily on, you know, social media and dribble and behance and keep everything up to date. And I think we do, but the biggest thing, um, you know, the biggest shift for me at my studio in terms of marketing and finding new clients was actually focusing on the processes and the, uh, systems that we're using to get our clients, you know, through a project and get from, onboarding to offboarding really smoothly. So it's been a very big, you know, shift trial and error, but um, it's definitely been the biggest turning point for my studio in terms of getting new clients in the door, helping with client referrals and all that stuff. So I've put a heavy, heavy focus on, you know, systems and processes since trial and error of the earlier days. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And again, like something that I have experienced in the same way, I think right at the beginning of starting a business, you maybe feel like, like you said, especially a design studio or a design business, maybe systems aren't the most crucial, you know, as long as you've got your creative process in place and you know what you're doing on the client work, then the rest of it you think just comes, um, I guess, as you're working through the project. But I don't think there's anything that can level up your service and make your the experience for the clients feel as premium as having a really amazing client process. For sure. I think that that's the key. And like, for me, when I was first starting out, um, you know, I, I had definitely like some sort of system and process in place. Like I think we all have to at some capacity, some level, but that kind of looked like, you know, sending PDF invoices to clients and like chasing them around when it wasn't paid right away or like just trying to collect feedback. I'd send a design over to them and say, you know, the open-ended, like, let me know what you think. Um, And at the beginning, that's, I think that's something that we can learn from, but it was, I was starting to notice just where, the engagement level from clients was falling off, like where it was dropping off, where I was spending, you know, lots of time and energy just trying to revise things or like follow up with clients because they hadn't gotten back to me about some feedback thing on time or um, just a lot of like managing of clients that was, it, it just felt tedious and a bit draining for me because I'm, I'm definitely more of uh, an introvert and client meetings and client, you know, communication is something that I always have to work on, I think, and like that takes my energy instead of, you know, when I'm creating and I'm designing, that's something that's really exciting for me to be doing in, you know, behind my my screen at home. (laughs) Um, But just noticing that uh, in the earlier days was something that I was like, you know, this this has to be easier and there's got to be better ways to, you know, ask for client feedback. There's got to be better ways for sending an invoice and putting up, you know, reminders that I don't have to chase people around for things. Um, And once I started to notice that and, you know, I invested in a CRM myself, in the early days too, um, I started to see this sort of thing happen and trans- this transformation happening with my projects and my clients. You know, the the relationship that I had with my clients was changing. It was becoming me. I was becoming the expert. I was becoming the professional and guiding them. And they were really listening and taking that, you know, to heart and trusting in my process a little bit more too. So I was seeing all of this up-leveling as 
uh, definitely the right thing to be doing and focusing on to make sure I'm establishing myself in the project properly as the expert and making sure that I'm, you know, establishing proper boundaries and getting clients through their project. Because at the end of the day, I think that's the ultimate goal is making sure that for me that my clients are happy, but also that they are, you know, getting their project launched on time or as close to as on time as possible. Um, Because that always just, you know, even if it is totally their fault that maybe they've gone MIA or they haven't gotten something back to you, it, it reflects back on our, our client experience as well. So whatever we can be doing to help that client along the project, I think is key in, in that engagement and that excitement. There is so much there that I was just like nodding along with. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think one of the really key points there is that as designers, we really want to be focusing on the creative side of things and, you know, creating our brands or websites, whatever it is we want to work on. And I I have definitely had an experience in the past of that feeling really difficult um, in comparison to having the process set up and doing things like chasing up feedback, chasing invoices, not getting paid, you know, waiting for people's brand assets or copy or whatever that would be. Um, and I think it's, it's, it feels like you're, I don't know, like being a bit dramatic when you say that systems can, systems and a process can actually completely remove any sticking points here but what I've what I have found is exactly the same as you like as soon as I got the systems in place and created my process everything just felt like this huge shift and nothing felt difficult it wasn't a case of doing all this chasing up and all this manual um I guess it's like high energy work you know remembering to chase up certain aspects of a project everything is kind of done and you can then focus on the on what you do best and being an expert while still looking like a really professional business owner on the other side of the creativity as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's huge is that that establishing your like your expertise. It's hard for a client, I think, to take us seriously if we don't take ourselves seriously enough too, to have these more professional systems in place and sometimes you know it's not the glamorous um, side of design it's not the exciting part of being a designer or having a studio is setting up these processes and systems I actually love processes and systems to be quite fair like (laughs) I was like the kid that had like a clipboard of you know my babysitting clients written out (laughs) um, when I was younger but so I actually have always really liked processes and systems but I know it's not the glamorous side of being creative, but it does just really, um, it just allows you more time and freedom to be taken seriously and be able to focus on the stuff that you do love. Um, you know, with like something like a CRM or having process in pla- processes in place for walking through a project, you don't have to make those mental notes or, you know, schedule that follow-up and that, uh, those, those tedious like chasings. And like you said too, I'm, you know, you're familiar, you work on websites as well. And like, that's a big, huge project with lots of moving, um, you know, there's lots of moving pieces to it. There's a lot of factors to it. And even what you just said about getting brand assets or copywriting, one of the biggest things for me in creating better client processes was focused on, you know, collecting feedback and getting those assets to me. But like, how can I make copywriting easier for people when they're not hiring a copywriter? Um, Can I put like guides or tutorials in place or set up a, um, a templated website, which is something I have done in the past, like set up a site so that they can actually visually see what copy they need to be providing. Like just any like pain point that you see in your client processes. And if you listen carefully, like they're telling you probably what it is, even if they're telling you by being silent, (laughs) if they disappear at a certain part of the project and you see that kind of as like a pattern, that's probably a good indication that 
um, something needs to be smoother there. Something needs to be nailed out so that it's it's a lot easier for the client to be able to stay engaged and work on that part of the project with you. Yeah, that's such a great point. And it, you definitely do get those patterns. It's always certain aspects of the project. And I think they, they can be quite common um, in the design world, especially uh, for designers working with a client. You t- it tends to be those points that we've mentioned before, you know, trying to get feedback or trying to get copy or um, I guess just finishing up the project trying to get things launched they seem to be really common areas but I guess it could be anywhere it could be any part of the project it could be that you're finding the actual booking side of the project is is a sticking point and maybe with something like a proposal or an, an automated invoice system that would help you there um, and so you're right I think it's just about identifying what needs to be added and then working on those areas yeah, I think you said it too, With there's different stages uh, of a project. And that's so important to notice too, is that this doesn't just happen when you've you know signed a contract and you're working with a client on their, their brand or their website or, or a full project, because it can be the hang up at the beginning. Like if you're noticing, um, I had this, this actually in the last few years, because at Function, we started to transition um, into more of like a studio as opposed to having kind of brand packages. And there's a gap. There's like always this trial and error and you're going to you're going to find this. And I think it's just always important to be reflecting on what's working and what's not. And that's not something you just do once and then it's forever going to be set in stone. It's something you always have to be doing. But, you know, when we started to make the shift in the transition, I started to see inquiries drop off. And like once those were dropping off, what you know, why is that happening? Is there something on the website that the process is too complicated or um, when we were having consultations and then you just, you know, you don't hear from people again, what, what's happening? Like, where's the disconnect? So it's always about trying these things and then, you know, looking for patterns and analyzing why, why didn't that work or where's the gap here and how can I make this easier? And I ask myself that all the time with any client or lead process or sales cycle, whatever you're working on, um, like how can this be easier, especially since getting into the software world, like user design and user experience, constantly like constantly asking myself how can how can I make this easier for the person who's having the experience with me I think it's something to remind yourself of as you're working yeah definitely and also putting yourself in in the place of the client and thinking how how would your life be made easier if you were filling in your inquiry form or checking out a proposal that sort of thing you know trying to put yourself in the shoes of the the other person and seeing if there's anything that you might get stuck with um I think also trying to go back to basics and we can really get into our business and obviously we know everything about how we work and what we need and things like that but if someone is just working with you for the first time they obviously can't have that knowledge they don't know how you work already so it's sometimes just trying to step back and remember that they don't know and helping them with that process along the way. Exactly. Yeah, they don't They don't know. And we are so used to it. Like we kind of can fall. I think anyone probably in any industry can relate to this, but you fall into the whole, um, you know, my husband does this as an engineer all the time. He thinks everybody understands things the way his brain understands <laughs> things. And I have to always remind him that that's not how everybody's brain works. Um, but what we fall into is just forgetting that the client doesn't know and ex- what to expect. They don't know what's coming next. They don't know maybe the lingo that you're using. So it is about stepping back, going back to the basics and, you know, trying to understand what they're like, what they're experiencing. And the best way to do that, I find, is actually just to ask people. Like sometimes if I get a client that I'm working with and 
Um, I find their excitement and their engagement is always usually pretty high at the beginning of the project. When someone reaches out and they're excited to work with you and they get their proposal and they do accept it and their engagement and their momentum is really high. And so to keep that momentum is what I'm trying to do throughout the whole project. If I find that I can feel like a client's energy dropping or engagement dropping, or it's been a couple of days that they haven't responded to something that I asked for, just check in with like literally just check in with them and be like, how can I make this easier? Is there something that is feeling overwhelming to you in this part? Like check in with them and ask for feedback along the way. So I think that's something that I was always scared to do, but I've started to do more of. And it's been a really big game changer too, is just posing simple questions like how could this be easier for you or what's feeling hard about this task or you know like if if something's delayed or past a due date something like that and and just following up with them and asking yeah oh that's such a good point and actually I think I have been really guilty of of not doing that throughout my process and sometimes we can get a bit nervous about hearing any negative feedback and you know worrying about oh well if things aren't going well now maybe it'll just get worse but I think actually that process of asking people how they're getting on is is a really nice step to include anyway even if things are feeling a bit more streamlined because at least then the client feels cared for and that you know they they know that you're keen for them to understand things and work through the process in a way that's easy for them as well um and not just throw in lots of systems at them or forms they need to fill in um and then dumping everything on everything on them at the end as well I guess that's something that we can do yeah for sure I'm I'm also very like nervous and hesitant to do it it's something that's totally out of my comfort zone and even sending like a feedback form at the end of a project so like at the end when I wrapped up a project I'll often send a feedback or testimonial form but I've been guilty of that too even even as of late like where certain clients I'm just like I I don't want to send this I don't want to send this because I don't want to hear what they have to say um (laughs) and that's that's I think a natural like human tendencies we we don't want to hear where where things maybe fell off or where things could have been better but it does ultimately serve us and them better so it does help us to understand what they're experiencing and um and just keeping up with with that because i think we can we can just fall into this like pattern of um you know just thinking we know how they're experiencing our our whole you know project with them and and we might be totally off base And also there is that balance that you just said about like not overwhelming them. So for us to send off a whole bunch of stuff, that might be normal, but to to kind of put yourself in that person's shoes. And this might change from client to client. Like I, um, you know, we have like a pretty smooth client experience and process that we work through each project with, but I will tailor that sometimes depending on the client. Like I'll change something because I think that they would be better, it would be better received to do it a different way for that particular client. You know, some clients really, prefer phone calls and getting on calls and some just don't. And so sometimes you do have to make, you got to be flexible still with your processes and, you know, read the client and really check in with them specifically because everybody's different. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think as long as you're sort of respecting your own boundaries and, you know, making sure things aren't, um, the communication side isn't getting too yes. overwhelming or, you know, involved as I'm sure it can do mm-hmm. at some point. Um, then yeah, I think I think that's right. And it that definitely adds another level to the client experience as well. You know, it, if you can be flexible, if you can work towards their needs and and how they work, then I think that only looks better on on you as a as a business owner and as a designer. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, it is. It is about tailoring. It's about so with you know a CRM or something or any of the tools that you're using to for your client process along the way. Um, one of the things I find a lot with designers and like in our industry where you're working one to one with a client. 
um, there's like a good level of automation and, you know, keeping consistency and flow. And then there's also a balance of keeping flexible and personal as well. So it's about finding the sweet spot. And like, I think a lot of these tools and platforms have been extremely helpful for me in setting up, um, you know, like automated reminders and proper uh, feedback forms and not leaving your client with like an open-ended, let me know what you think. And instead guiding them with like a form of questions that they can respond to. Um, using those, but then also keeping it flexible enough that you can stay open-minded and open to that feedback and, you know, maybe shift things. Uh, I Another way I do this is with um, client portals. Like some clients I just know won't use a client portal. So like I might not overwhelm mm-hmm. them with that step, but I've got a whole bunch of other clients that I know love that transparency and love being involved in that. And and so I'll, I'll integrate it into that step. So like just staying open to what uh, – feedback you're receiving or just what, um, I guess like insight you're receiving from the client as you've started to kind of build this relationship with them. Yeah. I think, um, one area that we sometimes overlook as well when it comes to process and how it can level us up as a business owner is the amount of confidence it can give us. You know, if we are, if we are aware that everything is running smoothly and organized in the background and something that we don't have to worry about, we can really have that focus on building our expertise and making sure that we appear as a, you know, a full business owner instead of just like a creative or a freelancer and having those processes in place for me, especially has really boosted my confidence to a point where I can start raising my prices to go back to the main, you know, the main topic and not feeling too, I guess, uneasy about that decision. You know, I know that my processes are in place. I know I have a really good experience. And so raising my rates felt a lot easier and I was so much more confident doing so. Yeah, that's a very, very key point too. And I think when I started really focusing on my client experience and client processes and getting kind of tools and CRMs in place and getting that all organized, I started to hear the feedback from clients with, you know, the form I would send them. They, A lot of them were saying how smooth the process was, like how it was so easy to work with things. And once I started to see that and see the results of these kind of efforts, I totally got that same confidence boost of, okay, because I'm sure in a lot of designers, you know, interactions with some clients, you you want to be the expert like you they're paying you to do a service and sometimes that gets muddled especially when we're maybe just starting or we're trying to build up our own confidence and we don't maybe have systems and processes in place so we're not feeling super professional um, about what we're doing that can kind of trickle down to this one-on-one dynamic with I think a client or a group of people where um, you know you're finding micromanaging people are micromanaging you or you're finding just a little bit of like the dynamic is off in whatever capacity sometimes we even flag these as designer jokes as like the red flags of clients and that can often be the case where that person maybe isn't the right fit for you but sometimes there's an opportunity there to look at how a system or process or your confidence is playing into that as well and i think in the earlier days once i started to invest in all of this and focus on it Um, And I started to hear that feedback from clients like that really did drive the it kind of switched the roles of, okay, I actually am the expert here. I can be the expert in this. Um, I can help guide my clients through this project and I can start to make them feel comfortable and trust me quicker. Uh, And that ultimately just helps raise rates inevitably, because sometimes I think when we're raising our prices, it's that like icky feeling that can happen. And you're just kind of like, oh, this is is this justified? Is anyone actually going to pay me for that? Once you feel that confidence and that professionalism come into the dynamic of your your working relationship with your client, 
it's a lot easier to do that and justify in your brain, and at least for me too, like this, I am the professional, I am the expert that they can trust to get a job done and done on time and done smoothly. So it's it's worthwhile to kind of focus on that and put some of your energy into those um those things, I think, the client processes and experiences. Yeah, yeah. And we could, I think we find it so easy to convince ourselves that putting our prices up isn't the right thing to do. You know, it's it's such an easy thing to think, oh, I, I want to charge more, but actually I won't do that because, you know, whatever reason, if there's, you know, some sort of, I know money is a difficult topic in general, but there might be some like mindset work there. Um, but I think actually if we can put some work into areas where we feel like we're offering a more premium experience and in obviously also making our lives so much easier in the process um I think at that point we're kind of moving through those blocks that we can have with money and thinking well actually I have created this better experience and so I know that putting my prices up is the good thing to do you know is the right thing to do um and even though I you know I strongly believe that I think if you feel your prices should be raised then that's probably the best thing to do I do think sometimes we just need to give ourselves a little bit of a a boost a little bit of a push and even if it's just a case of um setting up a few templates or you know creating a system in a CRM to help us feel like we've leveled up um I think that in itself is is a great way to to give yourself that confidence. Yeah, that's a good point too of just, I, I think I've needed that over the years as I've raised rates too of like, okay, instead of just being like, I'm going to change my rates tomorrow, like why am I changing my rates? And you, that, that, um, that focus on like changing something in your business or how you're doing something can help you uh, just, it can be that boost to get you to take that step or take that leap forward to to raise your rates. And the other thing with that that I've certainly found uh, in, in putting energy into my client process entirely for like, that's sort of our marketing strategy at Function. So yes, we're, you know, we keep our, try and keep our portfolio up to date. Like I try and manage all the portfolios online and like, I'm just not good at sh- being consistent. Like I don't like showing up all the time to one spot and like social media, I find sometimes overwhelming depending on how my energy is. Um, but one of the things for us at Function with with client processes and client experiences is it's tremendously helped us with our marketing strategy of getting more referrals in the door. And like that when you're providing clients a really smooth, great experience and you're focusing on that and you are raising your rates because of that, then people are way more willing to go tell people how great it was and how easy it was to work with you. So that's been huge too for for me and at my studio of just getting more clients in the door. And then as that starts to happen and you start to see this like ripple effect of the referrals coming in, uh, that's another good indication that like, okay, people are really trusting me with this and they're coming to me and, you know, I'm getting that work. So that's another maybe little boost to be able to say I can I can raise my rates here from from this point too. So it's another good like validation that that, that can be really helpful to put your energy into. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up because I think that having a, a smooth um, experience throughout the project is... I I sometimes think the only way for you to get a really good referral, I think I've definitely had experiences in the past um, before I had all of this in place where I knew the client was really happy with the outcome of the project. You know, they might have an amazing website at the end or, you know, their branding might be great and exactly what they wanted. But if the process throughout has felt, you know, unorganized or a bit messy or difficult to work through, I, I just know that they then won't 
recommend me to anyone else because they didn't feel the you know smooth side of things and for them even though they had a good outcome it wasn't in the way that they wanted it to be whereas I think when you have that really smooth process that's when people say to others you know oh it was so easy to work on and I had this amazing outcome as well so I think that is so important when it comes to to referrals and like you said I guess it's a, a way of automating your own marketing because you don't have to be showing up as much and you you have your previous clients to do a bit of your marketing for you. Yes, it's wonderful. It's like very very good marketing strategy for the people who don't love marketing. <laughs> it's a really good one. Yeah, it helps it helps just get people to say that and that's exactly right. I think people remember like you know that saying where it's people don't always remember what you did but they'll remember how you they made like you made them feel. Um, and so I think that's key here too. And that's something that we can all use to remember when we're working on projects is that, is that they might have a really great brand and website or design or whatever you do at the end of the project. But if it did feel like they couldn't get answers from you when they were asking, or they, I say this to designers all the time. And like, even, um, when I'm doing any kind of like training with client, like process, even if the client does say go MIA for whatever, for whatever reason the project takes, you know, the the three month website ends up taking like six months uh, to finish. It totally might be a client engagement problem or like that they weren't um, getting stuff to you on time. But then again, that's like the opportunity to look at how you can make it easier. And at the end of that project, they are probably going to say, yeah, I got a great website, but like it took six months. It took like double the time it was supposed to. So like at the end of the day, it does reflect on us no matter what. And so I always like, I am totally like to engage in the client humor and the design humor thing too. But it it does also provide us an opportunity to like reflect on our own processes and how we contribute to that project and what happened and what the pain points were. Yeah, definitely. I I find um, there's rarely something that comes up to me that's, you know, classed as a a client red flag in quotation marks that couldn't actually be solved by just changing a little bit of the process or giving giving a little bit more information or um, just guiding people in a bit of a better way like I tend to find that any any issue that I have with clients is just a learning curve and something that I can work through afterwards yeah totally I think that's a good point and that's like that's why it's this fun it's this fun humor that I think we all have but at the end of the day it is um, it, it's exactly that. Like, I think that we shouldn't just disregard, you know, these red flags or these clients just based on just looking at it as an opportunity. Where can I make this simpler? How can I, you know, frame things differently for this person? Because again, everyone can be different in how they receive things or, you know, some clients may need a couple extra reminders along the way of like your design agreement or your boundaries. Uh, you might need to rein people in, but that can be things that are pretty easily solved. Granted, there are certainly... Like I always say too, and I'm a big advocate of like toxic clients, you don't need to put up with like toxic behavior or treatment. Like that's absolutely something that I don't ever stand for and certainly um, wouldn't encourage. But I think that all I'm trying to say is that there can be an opportunity like any relationship to look at um, just the dynamic between how that's happening and where things can be smoothed out and where things can be like resolved and where things can't. Yeah, of course. And actually, I think sometimes um, the process side of things, the experience side of things can kind of weed out people who might not be, you know, who might be really difficult to work with, actually, because they are difficult clients, not because it's like a, a funny little red flag. You know, if, if people don't take part in your process, or if they refuse to 
work through something that you have as as part of the way you work on things I tend to find straight away you know before you've even spoke to someone that's a really good indication of whether that's the case which you might not be able to recognize if you just had you know oh just get in touch if you want to work with me and then sending off an invoice or something like that so it does give you more of an opportunity to make sure that these people are the right people that you want to work with as well yeah that's a fantastic point and I think it, this whole client experience all of these processes and systems start right at the very beginning with people and um what I would kind of like refer to as the visitor stage or like the people who are checking out maybe your website or your social media or they're starting to kind of search for a solution to whatever problem they're having um it starts at that point and so you know like I'm sure you have too we both likely have like inquiry forms and like different things that actually will help qualify those leads I guess as you would say like qualify them early on and I've had uh, certainly like leads where I've gone through, you know, they submitted an inquiry form. I've gotten on a consultation call with them. I've sent them the proposal. We've gotten through actually all of these checkpoints. And when I sent them the design agreement and they want to change, like they don't want to sign it and they want to, you know, they, I've had someone send it back with like a lot of red text on it. And <laughs> I said to them, you know, like this is this is unfortunately the process and this is the agreement that we have in place after, you know, our X amount of years of experience. And this has been the best suited for us to work through projects and if that's not going to work, then that's totally that's totally fine. And we can part ways here. And it's gotten through all those phases. But somewhere in those kind of processes or those systems you have in place, they'll they'll find themselves at a place where they're saying yes or no to what your boundaries are, too. And that's important, I think, to uphold as well. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And it's really important at those points to to, you know, cut ties and, and make sure you're sticking to to what is right for you. And again, that's just another another benefit to to having this in place which you wouldn't have if you didn't have a contract which is obviously <laughs> something I definitely don't recommend yeah. um, or if you didn't have these <laughs> these things in place to yeah to work through for for the the client themselves um but yeah I think there's there's probably a million things we could we could talk about here but I would I would really really love for you to talk a little bit about Willow Space and how um how you've created Willow Space to help designers have this amazing client experience which you know can in turn help them raise their prices and have just a, a more professional experience within their business mm-hmm. yeah Willow Space so it's it's a CRM it's a client like client relationship manager um and bit, what it does is it helps you to manage those processes in the back end. So I like to refer to Willow Space as an, an internal tool. So some of us might be using like project manage, management tools like Asana or ClickUp or Trello, whatever you're using sort of to internally internally manage your projects. That's what I would refer to as like a, a Asana or something like that. Willow Space, the CRM being the external tool that you would use to manage your clients where it's more client facing. So it helps you, you know, create your um, lead forms. So being able to actually set up an inquiry form or uh, set up a proposal and send a proposal or schedule a consultation with your clients. It helps you set up digital contracts or um, feedback forms. So it helps you with all of those process steps in the back end, uh, client portals and all that stuff. So that's why I refer to it as an external tool where it's really to help your clients stay engaged. It's helped that um, project move kind of through the steps that you have in place and keeping everything in one spot too so that people aren't, you know, you're setting up your automated reminders and all that stuff so that it's in there and you don't have to worry about it. Um, and as 20, so I started working on Willow Space in 2020 and the pandemic had hit and like I was going through some personal journey with, I, my daughter passed away um, in January of 2020. She was born with a heart defect. And so we were, my husband and I were very much in this like cocooned state at our home 
And we, I was transitioning back into work. So I'd been off work having had my daughter and going through all of that. And I'm transitioning now back into my client work and getting back in touch with my clients after, you know, just easing into things. And as I started to ramp up my client processes again and kind of take that opportunity while I was home to look at how I was going to work with clients moving forward, um, I got back into my CRM and I was just super... I started to test out a bunch and nothing was really hitting the nail on the head for designers. Uh, I think they're all trying to, they're, they're really great tools, but they're all trying to um, be the one thing for everybody. And I wanted something that was going to be like really good for my clients, for my design projects. And so I started to build out Willow Space. I was like, well, this will be like my 2020 side project, something to get me a little bit more like of the passion lit under the fire lit under me again. And uh, I'm laughing because like little did I know it would, software is like not a side project. Um, (laughs) But I did start to build out this tool where my mind was going to be a CRM that I could use with my clients. At the end of the day, you know, the very bare minimum of this project would be that I have a tool that I want to use. So I'll get it, you know, developed as I'm going and it'll sort of maybe I'll, it'll pay for itself through the client projects that I'll I'll work on and and get referrals because it'll be super easy to work with me with this, with this new tool. So it started out like that. I started building. I got dove right into like UX design and courses and all that stuff and learning the ins and outs of building like an, an actual software and app. And it really took off from there. I started to get a developer team on board and they brought it to life for me on the screen, which blessed them because I am not I don't I can code enough to like be dangerous, I say, with my websites, but um, <laughs> certainly not what they're capable of bringing to life on the screen. So they brought it all to life for me and we launched last spring in 2021 uh, it's been a huge, huge labor of love. It's no joke of an undertaking, but I'm so thrilled now that I have this tool and that I can offer these, uh, this, you know, this CRM that's built with design in mind. Ultimately, it's designed to be really well designed, really simple. It looks good. And it's also functioning as like a great tool for your client processes and experiences. Yeah, and just a just a casual little side project, you know, building yeah. a full uh, a full new CRM. Yeah, easy. Um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, from from a user of of Willow Space, I think it definitely ticks those boxes that you've been um, mentioning about being really great specifically for designers. And you're right that there, there isn't really anything else out there that has the appearance that I think people can can really make the most of it's not just that it looks amazing itself but you can also really put your stamp on it as well as a designer and I know definitely other things don't have that experience and I definitely know as designers we love to be perfectionists and make things look absolutely beautiful um and so the fact that Willow Space gives you those options I think is is an an amazing bonus over any other CRM yeah, it, it is just focused on that. It's And it's we're constantly trying to grow and listen to our members and our community about um, how we can even further improve on that. So one of the goals with Willow Space is just to be nimble enough. And, you know, it's all self-funded. So it's like we don't have investors and people to, like, respond to. Um, and so it's been great because we can listen to people and we can really hear where we want to keep growing and what we want to add to this to make it really friendly for people who are specifically working on you know one-to-one client projects and specifically design projects where we're passing off files and asking for feedback so we have great plans and ambitions for what we'll keep building on it and I think just keeping that in mind that we really want to be the go-to for just a well-designed software that you can trust to use because I just never felt fantastic sending off my 
proposals or like I never felt that like there was still that feeling every time I sent a proposal where I was like, oh, it's just like not quite there. So we wanted to alleviate all that. So we're still, you know, growing and happy, happily listening to people's uh, insights and how they're using it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, no, it's, I would definitely recommend um, any designer to check out Willow Space if they struggle with the way things look or if they've, you know, not quite found the right CRM for them. Um, the fact that it's made for designers, I think is just a complete game changer and makes it not like anything else that you can find. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for joining me on the podcast. It's been so lovely speaking to you about systems. I'm sure we could have carried on for yeah. hours, but <laughs> we'll probably leave it there. Um, and and if you did want to hear more from Danielle, we, we are recording a bonus podcast, which will be available in the Daring Designers Club membership, um, all about creating an amazing client process from scratch. So make sure you head over there if you want to listen to that one as well. And thank you so much, Danielle, for joining us. Thank you for having me, Kat. <laughs>